it is one of the most frustrating things in the world. You are out there, you're with your horse, you're following the plan, you're doing all the things, and then you realize you don't have the piece of equipment you need in order to take the next step. Well, today I want to give you a fairly comprehensive list of all the essentials that you'll need if you're going out to work and develop and train both yourself and your horse in the arena. Okay, let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast. My name is Lorna Leeson. I'm an equestrian trainer and coach, and I work with riders all over the world, helping them to create plans, keep things interesting, and also keep the progress moving forward for themselves and their horse in the arena, even if they don't have a coach. Okay, so I said I have this comprehensive list. Now, you know, it's not the be all end all of it. Of course, you are going to have to tweak this for you and your horse. But when you are, I want you to think about this, when you're like following a recipe, okay, I don't know if you cook or you bake or anything, but if you're following a recipe, you'll often get to the point where, you know, it's all going great. and You're like, this is going to be so delicious. And you're just, you're just invested in it and then you don't have one of the ingredients. Now, it does not always have to be a key ingredient, but by the mere fact that you don't have this ingredient, whether it is a key ingredient or a more supporting ingredient, it kind of changes the outcome, okay? Now, sometimes it's still good, it's still edible, but it wasn't what you initially had in mind when you began. And that is often where many riders find themselves when they're working with their horse. They get a few days or a few weeks into it, and they're going great and then all the momentum just grinds to a halt because they don't have access to a piece of equipment. So today I want to help you with that. I want to cover all the different things that I feel you're going to need. And again, you'll have to tweak this for yourself if you're doing specialized stuff, okay? Or if you're doing fancy stuff, okay? But for the most part, this is how I would see it and what you are going to need. So first and foremost would be an arena. Now you don't need an actual arena I can already hear people are like well I don't have that but you don't need that but you do need a fairly flat-ish piece of land or ground to work in okay I would recommend 40 meters by 20 meters so kind of a small dressage arena Um, and I think that the footing has to be good now Obviously, if you want to do more with your horse, you may need to get a bigger arena or a bigger space later. But for the most part, a 20 by 40 meter will be enough to do a lot of different things in, okay? And it'll get at least you and your horse going. Now, I think that the footing is really important here. It's important to consider that you need good footing, meaning it's not like concrete and it's not mud okay if you're working in a field and it's also not on the side of a mountain okay and we want it like fairly flattish yeah just there's a slight slope it's not the end of the world but um as flat as you could possibly get okay but with the good footing I think that that's really important okay the second thing is a boundary for that space now initially a lot of riders will think this is not essential like who cares I'm in the corner of a field we're doing great however okay when you have a solid railing or even a tape you know those those horse tapes they're 40 millimeter you get them in white and brown and all different colors uh the horse tape you can put electricity through it I'm not suggesting you put electricity through this okay but 
when you have that tape up, it really and truly helps you and your horse to get a little bit more accurate, but also it assists you because it actually becomes like an artificial aid, the boundary in and of itself, okay? Now, particularly, this will help to reinforce your outside aids initially, and again, as I said, the accuracy as well. I think that when you have that roll of tape, What's really nice, and particularly if you're working in a, maybe a very large arena, you can make it smaller. And also if you're working in a very large field, an open field, is that you can move it around. So if one piece of the ground gets a little bit muddy or if the piece of the ground gets a little bit hard or whatever the case is, you can actually move the tape around. And in the arena, you can take it up and let it down depending on the needs of the other people who are using the arena. So it's always a good investment to have and I think it'll work and you know it's not permanent it's just this easy temporary thing that you can use to help you and your horse initially now I also suggest getting markers and dressage markers are probably the easiest that you're going to find if you don't can't buy them if you don't have them you can make them yourself using the lids of buckets and but when you have the markers you're able to then get far more accurate and you know just lay them out like a dressage arena it's something that will help you and your horse become a little bit more accountable and it also is going to help you both make the most most of the space that you have to work in. So get yourself some markers. Um, as I said, if, if you don't have any, just paint the letters um, onto them and nail it to a post. There you go, basic markers, okay? But you can do this, you can do this, okay? Now, I also suggest having access to a safe trail or a larger field to ride in. And the reason is, is if you're just working in the arena, your horse is going to become a little bit sour. And let's be honest, so are you, okay? You need somewhere that you can just, you know, go on an outing. Do you remember when you were in school and you got to go on school tours or outings or school trips and it was just so exciting and you loved it and you'd always come back feeling so much more enthusiastic and refreshed and just all of the things. Well, your horse feels the same. If he's just going to school, into the classroom, the arena, every single day doing the same thing, he's going to get a little bit sour, hey? You have to bring him on a school tour. So make sure that you can maybe get access to somewhere else to ride again it doesn't have to be anything too um you know planned out or whatever but somewhere that's safe that's got good footing obviously and um it can be a large field as i said or a trail or a road or whatever but you know i think safety is obviously the the important kind of word in that sentence so um yeah you can do that now i also suggest getting your hands on four to six or more poles and I know that a lot of people are going to say poles. Yeah, you know, I think having ground poles, actually, it is quite essential for your training and your riding and your development. I think that there's so many different exercises. If you don't want to go over them, you can go through them, okay? There's so many different exercises you can use. But I think what holds people back here is that they think they have to be fancy, kind of 14 foot long, colored poles that just do not have a blemish on them. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, the shorter, maybe thicker poles, so the ones that are used for actual fencing, okay, so fencing posts, they can sometimes be 
just as beneficial, if not more, because you have to be more accurate when you're using them. So get poles that can even just be, I tell you, when we were younger, we used to go down into the bog and we would, well, we didn't, but we'd ask our dad to and uh, cut birch, silver birch poles and that they were our poles. And there we go. They were brilliant. They weren't exactly straight, but they were straight enough that you could make things out of them. And that was what we used and they worked perfectly so I'm going to suggest getting your hands on poles four to six or more okay I do think you need like more than one or two in order to make this work um, and to make it be more beneficial so look into that and you know if you could start with four and then add to your collection each month that would be brilliant and then I also suggest getting some uprights or blocks to raise the poles off the ground okay now again these can be as fancy as you want to get those lovely blue ones the, the blue the red the plastic green whatever yellow white blocks that have all different kind of combinations of ways that you can set the poles up on them I love them they're brilliant and it could also just be a log a little short log with a little kind of a divot cut out of it the reason you want this is that when you're doing ground poles when you begin to raise the poles you can ask so many more questions um, of you and your horse in your training and your development and it's something so simple but it actually allows so much then almost like versatility to come into the exercises that you're doing with your horse so they're well worth the investment you know you could always just use tires if push came to shove you could just place the the end of the pole onto the tire okay make sure obviously it's safe to do so and everything's good but you could use that if you don't have anything else okay but something that you can just lift the poles a couple of inches off the ground or more and that you can actually begin to add another element or another perspective to a training exercise using those poles now I also suggest creating a safe sheltered and quiet place to tack up and there is nothing as annoying as trying to get a horse ready and the wind is like blowing you away or the rain is like you're just being literally like washed away it uh, it just doesn't add to the experience it takes from it so begin thinking about where you could begin to create this space if you don't have one and if you already do have a space how could you improve that space so it actually really and truly begins to support you and your horse more on your journey and again it doesn't have to be fancy what I would suggest is starting off with something even if it's just like a little fenced in kind of a paddock and then each month look at improving it so you could maybe put a roof on okay a shelter it could even be of shade cloth and then you could put a side on okay? and you could get real fancy and put a ring a safe ring to hang a hay net onto and so on and so forth that you're improving it all the time for you and your horse I think that this is important okay so we've spoken a lot about the actual area to ride in and the equipment in the area but I also think we just have to cover the horse and rider equipment before we finish here okay now obviously a good fitting and suitable saddle and bridle like goes without saying and yet so many horses inherit tack and so many riders will buy a horse with tack 
and never question it thereafter. You know, your horse, especially if you're going to be looking at training and developing him, he's going to change. He's going to change shape. He's going to change with what he understands and what he knows and all that fun stuff. So it is important to all the time reassess this, especially bits and nose bands. And then later, if we're talking about the shape element, saddles and all that other fun stuff as well. I also suggest that you get your hands on both a lunging line or a lunging rope and a lunging whip. I think that they're really, really essential. Remember, the lunge line is not to steer the horse it's to create contact very important and the lunging whip is just there to back up your natural aids okay it's not to whip the horse it's a pointer okay also important but I do think that when they're used correctly they're going to help you and your horse create clarity and I'm a big fan of lunging you know that if you've been around here any length of time but I also think that it would really add to your program with your horse and then finally, you know, helmet, gloves and body protector. Um, helmet and gloves goes without saying. The body protector, a lot of people are like, eh. But if you're working with your horse, maybe alone, there's not many people around, I would say this is a pretty good investment that you could make in order to make sure that both you and your horse are feeling safe and, yeah, just you know it couldn't it couldn't harm it could it okay to invest in one so i think that that's important as well okay i am going to leave it at that for today and um, if you have not heard already i am looking for a limited group of riders to work with me in a private capacity going forward for my new training program that i'm beginning in early september if you have your own horse and you're looking to really and truly begin making progress with your own horse whether it's training or retraining and you want to do it in a way that you're using kind of a the maybe traditional training scale but it's also fun and a bit exciting and you get one-to-one -one feedback and you get video reviews and you get an accountability partner and all that fun stuff to go with it as well as the training and the audio horse riding lessons and the whole shebang well make sure you get your name onto that waitlist and you'll get all the details there it's over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash waitlist okay i am going to leave it at that have a super day keep well i'll chat to you soon be good bye